You're listening to the Casting for Fun podcast, the show that talks about entertainment, sports, music, and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad you could join us today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. Welcome, everybody, to the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda, and I'm back. I'm very happy and glad to say that I'm back. Uh, I've been away for, for a couple weeks uh, because of illness, and I definitely want to take some time to talk about that because I feel really compelled to share the, the full story. I know a lot of my listeners would be very interested in hearing that. Uh, but at the same time, remembering that entertainment doesn't stop. So, you know, the world doesn't stop for me or anyone else. So there's actually some really cool entertainment stuff to talk about music related wise. Uh, and I definitely want to touch on that, but I'm going to probably divide this episode into segments uh, talking about music and entertainment stuff later on the show, like such as uh, Led Zeppelin celebrating the 50th anniversary of their uh, classic album, Houses of the Holy. And then, of course, uh, Depeche Mode recently released their most recent album. And my wife and I, Allison, have tickets for the Depeche Mode concert. So we'll be talking about that as well. But I do want to take a time, take a moment to discuss my recent health scare and my hospital stay and everything that was related to that. And to discuss that and dive into that is my wonderful, amazing wife, Allison, who obviously knows medical stuff way better than I do and will probably fill in the blanks and be able to properly explain what exactly happened to me. So, Allison, thank you for joining me tonight. Hi, I'm here. Hello. I love you. Thanks. Love you, too. I hope that wasn't too long-winded of me just to take over, but it, it's been a while since I've been in front of the microphone. You could. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, uh, for this segment, I want to talk about what happened with me uh, recently in the, the past couple of weeks for my health. Uh, Allison and I are very transparent, so many people know of our uh, infertility problems that we've had, things like that, and we, we share stuff on Facebook and social media constantly. Uh, and we did share a little bit of what was going on with me, but I think this is the opportunity to properly dive into uh, what exactly was going on. So um, is there anything you wanted to share before we, we jump in to what exactly was happening to me the past couple of weeks? I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, me Let's too. Let's share that. I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> uh, it, could, it could have been much worse uh, if we had waited longer, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, shortly after I recorded and released the episode with my good friend Davis Bench, so this would have been back in the beginning of March, I was experiencing really bad stomach pains at work, uh, and it just felt really painful. Like uh, I passed a kidney stone before, and this was kind of different from the kidney stone because the kidney stone was just a sharp, consistent pain that wouldn't go away. My stomach pains that I was feeling were like it was painful, but not quite as painful as the kidney stone, and it would actually kind of get better. And then get worse again and get better again. So it was just really weird and inconsistent. And I was experiencing a lot of like flu-like symptoms as well. So nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, things like that. Uh, So we kind of chalked it up to just possibly having the flu, right? Yeah. I mean, I had the flu and Avery had it. And Mm -hmm. so we thought you just had the flu too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it was great that my work was so accommodating and, and nice and awesome to me that they were able to give me uh, sick pay, cover me for my shifts. Cause I was supposed to go back to work the next day and I didn't. Uh, but unfortunately what happened was this whole ordeal. We missed out on some really fun things that we were going to do with friends, which is kind of disheartening and um, could be very discouraging. Right. It was but, a little frustrating, but your health needed to prioritize everything. Mm-hmm. And then while all this was going on, I was like stuck in bed. I was just trying to take care of my health. I mean, I couldn't really s- swallow food or, 
you know, it, it wouldn't take. Uh, so Allison was running the house, taking care of the kids, uh, finding her own coverage at work. So she was really stepping above and beyond to, to take care of our family and to take care of me while this was happening. Right. Yeah, it was really tough. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> but then so what happened was we, we also missed out on the Carrie Underwood concert, which, again, was really disheartening to us that we weren't able to go to that. Uh, and so after about almost a week of just like this bad feeling, like not going away or like, I mean, the pain would go away, but then it would come back. Uh, we finally decided that we needed to go to the ER to, to finally uh, check, have them check me out, see what's going on. And uh, can you explain what exactly happened when they finally saw me? Yeah, so we ended up going in um, and they were really gracious and took care of us right away. And you got in and got a CT scan and some blood work. And we waited for the doctor to review the results. And as soon as they reviewed the results, they took us back to the emergency room, uh, like an actual bed spot. And I fully expected them to come in and say, everything looks fine. You must just have the flu. We'll give you some IV hydration and send you on your way. But the doctor walked in and he said, okay, so you're septic and we're going to keep you. And I was like, wait, what? Like sepsis is a big, scary thing and people die from it. And having them be so serious and worried from the very start really scared me. Um, but that's basically what it was. They said that you had an abscess that burst um, either from your intestine or at the time they weren't sure if it was your appendix. And there was um, signs of infection all over and you were really, really sick. And so they immediately admitted you and started an IV and did more labs and more tests and more scans to try and figure it all out. But it was, it was like zero to 60 really fast when they realized what was wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I remember that night, I mean, they, as Allison mentioned, they gave me an IV, they had me on uh, morphine and other painkillers to help me out with that, kept me as comfortable as possible. And then it was the next morning that they did the procedure of like uh, draining it. Can you explain that? Cause I, that was a, a procedure I, I never was aware of, or that's how you would solve that. So if you can explain what exactly did it to me the next morning? Yeah. So they said you had a 13 centimeter abscess in your stomach, um, which was probably part of the intestine. And they did what's called a percutaneous drainage where they stick a needle in there and suck the, um, the infected fluid out and then they attach a bag to it with a drain and the drain with suction pressure pulls more fluid out so they said that they took out i don't know how detailed you want this to be but now you can go ahead go for okay it. they took out 450 um cc's of infected stuff initially with the draining which was a lot and then they had the bag attached and took out I think they said like another 400 within 24 hours and then 300 again. And then finally it got down to where it was nothing so they could take the drain out, but it mm -hmm. was quite a bit of fluid and um, all caused by this abscess and from things bursting inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I remember they were constantly just the, the, the nurses and health professionals at San Antonio hospital were fantastic and amazing and took really good care of me, but they would have to be coming in various times throughout the day and the night, you know, uh, checking my blood work and then switching my IVs and things like that. So it was hard to get rest consistently. So I was sleeping at weird times throughout the day. Um, Allison kind of jokingly mentioned that I would turn on the news just to have it on in the background and sometimes just watch the news because I didn't really want to do anything else. Uh, I also had homework that I was supposed to be doing for my graduate program and I kind of like just couldn't even study. It was just too difficult and hard. 
So I just made the most of my time, just, uh, you know, lying in bed, having to use the bathroom frequently. Um, and it, it was definitely a really difficult ordeal, but at the same time, I was grateful that I was able to get the help that I needed because actually leading up to that, I think it was actually really painful more so than I was maybe kind of letting on when, when, uh, before we went to the hospital. Uh, so just to know that I was getting on the mend and getting better, I think was actually, uh, comforting to me. Yeah, that's true. I think, um, yeah, you were pretty sick. And I think that, that, that sickness and the exhaustion and just how worn out your body was like you, you would just lay there initially, you really weren't doing much more than in and out of sleeping. Mm -hmm. And, um, for days, actually days went by that that's all you did because you were just so sick. Mm -hmm. So when you had the news on in the background and you weren't even watching it, I was like, this isn't my Albert, something's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit nerve wracking because you weren't okay. And um, finally, when you started to surface a little bit and you were willing and interested in doing homework and watching other stuff on your tablet and stuff, I was like, okay, he's, he's back to himself again. But those initial days of you just being so out of it were pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. And initially we didn't really tell a whole lot of people. I think it was kind of more towards the end of my stay at the hospital that we kind of posted on social media and word got out to uh, uh, outside of our immediate family, because obviously we kept them in the loop. And so, our ward. And our, yeah, for our, our uh, church friends here who mm -hmm. are very uh, loving and caring. Uh, I was actually really touched by the outpouring of love I received from everybody. Uh, uh, you know, good friends who I haven't talked to in a while, friends who have been on the podcast, like as soon as like the word got out, like it was probably like that Sunday uh, before I was discharged. So I was discharged uh, Monday last week. Uh, I was just getting constant text messages from people, messages like, hey, we're cheering for you. We're, we're praying for you. We're hoping you're going to get better as quickly as possible. We love you. It was just really, really touching to me. And then to hear from, from Allison that people were constantly asking her personally, hey, how's your husband doing? How's Albert doing? And the fact that so many people stepped up to help you while you were running the house by yourself was really touching for me to hear. Yeah, I was, I mean, I couldn't have done it without the support we received. We just had such an outpouring of love. And um, in the beginning, there were, there was a lot of issues with figuring out childcare because the kids weren't allowed in the hospital um, and then my work schedule, trying to figure that out. And then trying to be there with you because I, I knew that you weren't in a place to make decisions or take care of yourself. And I wanted to be there as an advocate for you. Um, even though, again, they took fantastic care of you. I mm -hmm. just felt like you needed someone there. So that was real, really hard for me. And so there would be most days in the beginning where I would um, figure out childcare, leave the kids, spend the whole day with you and come home late at night after they'd already been put to bed. And um, fed by whatever meal was dropped off graciously from our church friends. And then I would eat like at 10 o'clock at night and collapse in bed for a few hours and then get up and do it again. So it was, it was really um, a tough season of just like trying to be a robot and survive and balance everything. But I couldn't have done any of it without the support that we had from our family and friends. Oh, absolutely. So uh, we're eternally grateful for everybody for the love and support and uh, the well wishes. And uh, we, we got the good news because again, one other part that I wanted to mention was that they were worried initially that I might've had to have emergency surgery done there. If uh, not enough of like the, the infectious part was coming out, but the good news is that it did. Uh, so that I was, we're, we're, I guess, tentatively, if you wanted to know the, the, 
the resolution for it. Uh, I am tentatively scheduled for uh, outpatient surgery, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a very minimal uh, procedure that needs to be done to, to correct it and hopefully fix it so that this never happens again. Uh, but it could have been much worse. So, so again, I'm grateful for that, that um, things ended up not being as bad as they potentially could have been. Yeah, we really dodged a bullet with that. I mean, you still have to have surgery and mm-hmm. we still have that process to go through, but I'm grateful they can do it in a controlled setting versus when there's infection and inflammation and all sorts of stuff going on with your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm grateful that I'm on the men. Uh, so, I mean, I've, I've been home for a week now uh, and it's been just tiring. Like, I, I'm, I'm not able to do all the tasks that I would like to do, but things are starting to get back to normal, which is good. Uh, and excuse me. Uh, I, I am able to, you know, take care of the kids and, you know, make the meals, but not really do a whole lot of physical activity. Like I used to do before, um, clean for a little bit, but I find that I kind of get winded pretty easily, but it's, it's getting better. Each day is getting better and better. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. And then grateful that we can kind of go back to some normalcy and, and do the fun things that we want to do, such as the Depeche Mode concert coming up this week. Uh, so, uh, again, just, just really grateful that, that things turned out uh, the way they did. Absolutely. We're, we, we had several doctors and nurses say that, you know, with the sepsis that you could have died from it, had your body not fought it off and had we not treated you in time. And they were given some pretty heavy duty antibiotics and thankfully treated you and caught it, but it really could have been a different outcome. So we are so blessed. Mm-hmm. So, so a huge thank you to, to everyone who showed the love and support. Um, Again, some people may be listening to this and maybe not even been aware that I had gone through all that. So, so now, you know, (laughs) Uh, one thing that I guess I learned from this whole experience is uh, uh, trust your support group, your support team, you know, trust your friends. They, they love you. They want the best for you. You know, try and seek out help as soon as you can. Uh, I guess that's one thing we kind of learned from that experience as well. Um, it, it's difficult to say when you, when you really need help, because again, I've had flu symptoms before and, um, it, it, it seemed like it was just, you know, I don't know, just pain and didn't want to have to like, you know, I, I, my day-to-day life still needs to continue. I can't really stop and take the time, but it, it really is important. So, uh, that's what I would suggest for all everybody you do the best to take care of your bodies. And, uh, if you really feel the nest, uh, the need to go in, I suggest go in and have yourself checked out. I think I also learned how important it is to, to really know the people that you are going to serve because a lot of the people who served us knew our family so well that they knew exactly what we would need. And so some of the basic needs like the meals, which were so necessary and so mm-hmm. appreciated were met, but then we also had people with the childcare and offering to do laundry and um, going grocery shopping and things that they knew that we would need on top of that. And so it was really tender to me as a testimony to knowing those that you are going to serve before you serve them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you again for everybody listening. I, I hope uh, for, for those who are interested in wanting to know more that this kind of painted a picture as to what I've been dealing with the past couple of weeks and why I haven't recorded in so long. <laughs> but, uh, but again, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad that I'm on the mend and that things are looking up and uh, I'm going to keep the podcast going because this is uh, therapeutic for me. It's fun. I, I love doing this and I love getting to share my life with friends and family, anybody who's listening. Uh, so I hope it wasn't too much of a downer, but I'm assuming most of my listeners probably really were concerned and, and wanted to hear this story. Uh, but, uh, but I'm going to get back to the entertainment. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, was there anything else you wanted to add for, from the whole experience that we went through? 
just grateful. So, so, so grateful. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very, very grateful for my wife, Allison, for taking care of our, our kids while I was out running the house, you know, just uh, giving of herself to, to take care of me and to, to cheer me on and to cheer me up. And yeah, and I'm, I'm grateful for, for everybody. So, so thanks again. Cool. So, so we're going to go ahead and take a break and then uh, we'll be back with another segment talking about entertainment stuff. But again, I really felt compelled to share that experience with the listeners just so you are aware of what was happening to me. So again, thank you everybody for your love and support. And we'll be back shortly with the Casting for Fun podcast. Bye everyone. So welcome back to the show. Uh, for this segment, I wanted to take a couple minutes to commemorate and honor the, the uh, 50th anniversary of Led Zeppelin's iconic uh, album, Houses of the Holy. Uh, this is definitely my all-time favorite Zeppelin album, as is the song Over the Hills and Far Away, which is featured on the album. Uh, before I get to that, though, actually, my daughter Avery is here. She wanted to say a few things. Avery, how are you? You're good? Talk to the microphone. Good. Very cool. Are you enjoying your spring break? This everybody listen to Boo Boo Bus podcast. Hey! Oh my goodness! You're so okay. Well, what what have you enjoyed from spring break? What are we doing for fun? Yeah, we're gonna go to Disneyland. Yeah, that's gonna be lots of fun. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's definitely been really great for me to be home uh, from the hospital, so I can spend time with my daughter and enjoy her spring break. Uh, so just relax and have fun. Uh, Disneyland, we'll see how I handle it. I mean, it's going to be a little more of a strain on my body than I'm used to, but I think I can handle it. Um, I want juice. Okay, we'll get you juice later. Okay. okay. So, so anyways, yeah, so let's talk about uh, Led Zeppelin, Houses of the Holy. Uh, at the time of this recording, it is uh, Tuesday, uh, March 28th. So today is the 50th anniversary of the release of the album, which initially came out in uh, March 28th of 1973. Uh, so I want to share just a, a few fun facts about this album. As I mentioned, it's my all-time favorite. I listened to it constantly in high school. I remember just driving around, playing it on my disc man, hooked up to the car, family car that I was driving. Uh, so it was definitely one of my favorites. And then speaking of daughters, it's actually pretty cool. The song The Ocean features the line that says, uh, I'm um, singing all my songs to the girl who won my heart. She's only three years old, and that's a real fine way to start. Uh, This is in reference to Robert Plant's daughter, uh, Carmen Plant, who was uh, uh, three years old at the time of writing of the song, which is pretty cool. So I guess any time like, you know, artists or bands or whoever's talking about the the love and affection they have for their daughters, it kind of speaks to me now as a father. So so again, The Ocean is definitely one of my all time favorite Zeppelin songs. Uh, Another interesting fact about the 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 song, the uh, the rain song, Uh, Jimmy Page, apparently and again, all these facts are stuff I found over the internet. Uh, Jimmy Page has claimed that uh, with after a conversation with George Harrison, who said that uh, the, the Zeppelin didn't really have any ballad style songs, they ended up recording the Rain song as like uh, answering his challenge. But it seems kind of strange and weird to me because I, I guess it depends on how you define ballad songs. Because before the Rain song, I would have argued songs like uh, let me see, uh, Stairway to Heaven or uh, Days of Confused, stuff like that, that had been released before the Houses of the Holy would have kind of constituted uh, When the Leaves Break, also from Led Zeppelin 4. 
would have kind of constituted more ballad style songs, but uh, to each their own, I guess. But uh, it's interesting that that's kind of how the rain song came about. Uh, let me see here. Uh, it's kind of interesting to consider that uh, today, I mean, the, the album has sold 11 million copies worldwide, uh, but it was actually kind of a critical failure. Like, I mean, it got really bad reviews from musical critics, and I guess that was kind of disheartening to the band. But it was pretty cool that they were able to sell out uh, Atlanta's Brave Stadium back in uh, 1973 uh, before, you know, the album was released. So, I mean, you can tell that there was a strong uh audience reception the 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 fan reception was much better for the album as opposed to it was critically which i always think is kind of interesting too um the the opening song of the album the song remains the same was an instrumental initially titled uh, the overture and then it eventually got words and lyrics to it but i mean that's also a really great song as well uh over the hills and far away and dare maker were both uh released as successful singles in america but technically they didn't release any singles in england which is kind of interesting to me as well. And Dare Maker, I think, is a really excellent, amazing song, really incorporating rock and reggae together. The, the Police would later incorporate that sound as well. And then, of course, 311, one of my all-time favorite bands, would do that as well, too. So Dare Maker, I mean, I could be mistaken, but it could be one of the very first examples of kind of incorporating rock and reggae together, which is really cool. So we can kind of see that... Um, with this particular album, Led Zeppelin was really being experimental on their sound and what they were trying to accomplish. So for that reason, I mean, I would consider it to be their best work. But I'm interested to hear what my friends think of this particular record, uh, especially those who grew up in the 70s, listened to Led Zeppelin when they were fresh and releasing music at the time. Uh, what's your favorite Led Zeppelin album and song? Uh, so, yeah. So when you when you hear this recording, it will be a week old or so. <laughs> but uh, there's never a bad time to listen to Led Zeppelin music. It's always great and awesome. And Houses of the Holy. Yes, it definitely gets my highest recommendation. So. So, yeah. OK, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break. When I come back to the podcast, uh, my wife, Allison, will rejoin me. And we're going to be talking about our concert experience, getting to see Depeche Mode perform at the Kia Forum. Uh, which I'm really, really looking forward to. After being bedridden for a couple weeks, it's kind of nice to get out and do something fun. And I'm, I'm confident that my body can handle it and it's going to be a great time. Okay, so thanks again for listening and I'll be back shortly. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. So for this last segment, I wanted to share uh, with everybody uh, mine and Allison's experience attending the Depeche Mode concert this past week on uh, March 28th, which was last Tuesday night. Uh, and of course, returning to talk about the, this particular segment in the show is my wonderful wife, Allison. Allison, how are you? I'm wonderful. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> So very good, very good. So we're we're going to reminisce on the, the show. And to be honest, as we mentioned before, it was really important for us to have this uh, show. We've been planning for it for a while. But of course, as we mentioned at the top of the program with my illness, so many plans had to be canceled. And I know that can be frustrating and difficult and hard for anyone to have to deal with. Uh, understandable why we, we weren't able to do a lot of the thing, fun things we had planned. But it was uh, good that we got this one in, right? Absolutely. It was a real bummer to have to miss a bunch, but this one was really, really good for our souls. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about the venue itself. So the Kia Forum and, of course, the Depeche Mode concert. Uh, you know, the forums of huge, uh, you know, uh, historical musical venue uh, for the Southern California area. I mean, most famous for being the, the Lakers uh, home court for, for the Showtime era Lakers. But there's so, been so many legendary concerts that have taken place at the forum. You know, go, going back to Led Zeppelin, like I was just talking about in the previous segment, they did some really cool uh, live concerts that were recorded and released on uh, CD and vinyl called How the West Was Won at the Forum. Uh, so shows from there. And then I personally gotten to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers numerous times uh, and ACDC as well. Uh, that was back when it was the Great Western Forum. And now, of course, it's the Kia Forum now that it's been renovated. So for Allison, for you, for the first time going to the Forum, what was your experience uh, like at the venue? What did you feel about this, the venue itself? I thought the acoustics were amazing in the venue. The, they sounded really good, but I think also the venue helped with that too. Um, it also, it felt like compact family kind of tight fit, but it housed how many people? Uh, I, I want to say like 18 or 19,000. So like back when, you know, uh, basketball size arena. Yeah, but it didn't feel that big, which yeah. was nice in a good way. It was yeah. a good way. Like I felt like everyone was close and compact, but in a good way. So I really, really, really liked it. It's one of my favorite venues we've been to. Oh, very cool. Very cool. And, uh, you know, it was actually kind of cool. You you kind of sold us or kind of suggested about the prepaid parking, right? Yeah, did I'm you sold wanna, on that now. Did you want to explain how that worked for us when we did it? Yeah, I mean, we basically just chose a parking on either side of the forum and they like checked us right in and we parked really super close and walked right in. It was so nice. I'm sold on parking pre purchasing because when we haven't done that you're driving around you're trying to find places it's a pain and you pay a buttload anyways by parking ahead of time oh absolutely yeah in fact we we saw that if we hadn't they were actually redirecting people all the way over to the sofi stadium so you know the big uh, football uh, stadium next door which isn't like a terrible terrible walk but it still would have been a lot farther yeah. uh, and then for me i mean still like kind of recuperating like my strength's getting better but i'm not at 100 percent. so not having to walk that far would have been better yeah absolutely yeah yeah and then we got matching t-shirts too that was yeah, pretty we fun did. <laughs> did you like the design we got yeah i think it was really nice um a lot of the designs were really cool and i think that they're awesome just pricey yeah they are pricey <laughs> i mean we could have bought from like the the vendors but i think they only for the street vendors outside but i mean they're poor quality and they're usually uh not very good uh uh they're not authentic not authentic yeah and then i think oftentimes they only take cash only and like i mean no one really carries just cash <laughs> yeah no i like the ones we got that just you pay for the concert t-shirt that's for sure yeah yeah absolutely absolutely okay yeah, but we looked cool we did look cool yeah 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 uh and then one last thing about this the venue itself i mean uh i, I remember just the restrooms how it worked that you have to go down the stairs which is kind of annoying it'd be really really hard to renovate and fix that so i mean was was that a problem for you at all no only that everywhere like anything the girls line is forever long <laughs> i don't understand why it's so long but yeah no yeah yeah but again, it's not too many venues like that, I think, where you have to, like, go down the stairs to, yeah. to, to get to the restroom. But, yeah, it, it, I mean, there are plenty of restrooms. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, cool. So the concert itself. I'm curious to hear, what did you think of the Mode's performance? Oh, I thought they were amazing. Um, I mean, really one of my top favorite concerts we've been to. I think, again, they sounded so good live. Like not everybody sounds as good live as they do on the radio, I think with editing and stuff, but they truly sounded good. 
Plus, I think um, they're just really entertaining. They really put on a good show with just rocking it out. And I think part of that's like some funny dance moves to get your attention and some really cool um, spotlights on the guitar and the drums and things like that. But it was just really fun to watch them and to see how much fun they were having. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty cool. Like you mentioned, I think you during the show, you had mentioned that how animated Dave Kahan was the lead mm -hmm. singer. Uh, and then one of their trademark songs is a song called uh, uh, Question of Time. Uh, that's kind of I think they did it more when they were younger, because like there's this, a certain sequence and halfway through the song where uh, he, uh, it's the music playing. He stops singing and he spins around like, you know, circle multiple, multiple like 1080 or even like what's what's the higher past 1080? Like, I don't know that like, you're just spinning around circle and doesn't lose his balance. And it's really cool. And everyone shouts and screams. Uh, they didn't play that song. So but I mean, but again, he still had his dance moves. So that was really mm -hmm. fun to see. Uh, and then the song selection was really great, too. And you mentioned a lot of the newer songs you really liked, which mm -hmm. was pretty cool, like uh, Wagging Tongue, which was the second song that they had played. Uh, that, that was one of your favorites you mentioned, right? Yeah, I hadn't really listened to a lot of their newer songs, which is my bad. But the Wagging Tongue and then Ghosts Again was really good. Mm -hmm. But I really um, I really like their new music. I mean, their their classic stuff is, of course, catchy and everybody knows it. And so you do enjoy it. And I did. But their new album was just as good. It was really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, what I want to share also with Setlist, this is pretty cool. Like, so bands like Depeche Mode and, you know, um, other names I'm just going to throw out. So 311, Metallica, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, bands that have been together for many, for decades and have done many, many albums together that have a huge library of songs will actually post their set list on, on their websites. So they archive all the songs that they've ever done for any show that they've ever done, which is pretty cool. And then they'll have like statistics to say like, you know, that they last played the song at this date, talk about specific things, uh, unique facts about each song, which is really cool. Uh, and then if you're interested, there's a website called setlist.fm. So if a band isn't posting their specific set list uh, on their website, you can go to this site where basically any artist you can catch for people playing songs and stuff, which is cool. So a few things about the show that I wanted to share. Um, World in My Eyes, which is uh, you know, a great song from the Violator album, uh, was dedicated to Andy Fletcher after he passed away. From where we were sitting, we couldn't get a good view. In fact, you even asked me about that. But uh, there's uh, uh, pictures online and YouTube videos of the, the video board because they showed his picture on the screen. And fans had mentioned that that was actually Andy's very favorite song by the band. So that was the one that they chose to, hey, we're going to play this song to uh, commemorate and honor him after his passing, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And it's also interesting to learn just like what songs people like from their or which artists uh, of their various songs in their uh, repertoire is their favorite, which is kind of cool. I don't know if we know that for many, many bands. Yeah, that's true. I was... Um bum that I didn't get to see them when Fletcher was alive like what a cool thing that you've been able to see that mm -hmm. how would you compare the two uh very very similar because his main thing was to play keyboards as well um so and actually I had the conversation with my friend Joel last year who's a huge Depeche Mode fan sometimes in my on the surface seemed like he doesn't do much but he was actually like you know a, a linchpin or like you know a back backbone for the band which was really really cool kind of keeping the band together and he you know, had his contributions as well but uh uh, maybe not quite as noticeable, say like as Dave or Martin, but I think uh, he had a, he played an important part of the role mm -hmm. in the band. Yeah, I wish I could have seen that, but they still did a fantastic job regardless. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, uh, one other thing I wanted to share for the set list. So, again, you can look on the statistics on, on each of the songs. 
they played the song Condemnation from the Songs of Faith and Devotion album. And it was really cool because it was the first time I'd ever heard that song live. Uh, it hadn't been played by the band since 2013. Wow. And, and also an interesting thing is we got to hear Dave Gahan sing it himself. And he hasn't sung it himself, not since 2001. Wow. So, so it's been almost 20 years, a little over 20 years since the last time we got to hear that. Uh, him singing it and it was really really cool just to look at the set list and see hey this is uh, a cool thing that we got to experience and we I mean I was actually looking at the set list for the other shows that they've done so far for the tour in Northern California and in Las Vegas they they haven't gotten condemnation they got a different song instead I think mm-hmm. they got waiting waiting for the night mm-hmm. so our set list was cool we got a special treat for the LA show of course it's a special treat for everybody getting to see Depeche Mode right that's awesome yeah yeah. So, so, so much fun. Uh, a lot of all my favorites, uh, though, most of my favorites were played. So personal Jesus never let me down again. Just can't get enough was really cool to, mm-hmm. to dance with you and record mm-hmm. ourselves singing along. That was really fun. That was fun. That's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, enjoy the silence. As you mentioned, uh, so, so many of the, the new songs were really great too. So ghost again, uh, soul to me, which is really, really cool. A uh, ballad one that, Mar- that Martin sung. That one was really mm-hmm. great too. That was cool. The acoustic. Yeah. 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 So, so we had so much fun. It was a blast. And yeah, we, I can't speak highly enough how, how much I love the band. And it was extra special to finally have Allison come with me to go see them live. Yeah, it was really nice to have a date night after all we've been through. And then to make it such a sweet date night was really, really, really fun. And they were so good. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm hoping that they'll keep touring for, for years to come. I mean, we'll, we, we, you know, we, I mentioned, I speculated on it last year when, when Martin, I'm sorry, when and, Andy had passed away. That this possibly could be the end. You never know with these bands. I mean, The Cure is coming back to town, which is going to mm-hmm. be cool. But I think we're going to be really busy in May when they're playing. So I don't know if we'll be able to go. But probably not. Yeah, I think it's right around the time of a wedding that Allison's playing. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So again, really happy that I was able to to take Allison to the show. That I was well enough to go, and that we had so much fun and just had our, our date night. And that I'm uh, things are looking up for me. Like I'm I'm moving forward with my my health, which is really good. I know because I haven't recorded in many many weeks. Uh, fan, my listeners have probably been wondering, hey, how am I doing? So I'm grateful that I got to share earlier segment how I'm doing physically and share my story. And then of course, share how Allison and I are, are coping and moving forward with it. So like we did with the Depeche Mode concert. Yep. We're doing great. Yeah. All yeah. things considered. All things considered. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add? No, it was just awesome. I highly encourage people to say, if you like the band, go see them. It's really worth it. Mm-hmm. And then I also would recommend the new album, Memento Mori. It's gotten tons of really great reviews. Uh, it's probably their best album in the 20th, 21st century. So from 2000 on, this is probably the, the album I think to really check out. Um, and yeah, so, okay, cool. I think we're good to go ahead and wrap up for this episode. Thank you again for everybody's patience and uh, allowing me to do this in multiple segments and to finally get an episode back on. Uh, after this, I hope to get back to my regular schedule. Uh, I do have to have a surgery done, which I hopefully won't be too intrusive and won't interfere too much with scheduling, but uh, we'll keep you guys posted. And again, thank you for the, the love and support for all my family and friends and for supporting the show. And thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Okay, you've been listening to the Casting for Fun podcast. Thanks, everyone. Bye.